Welcome to the Tradie Success Podcast by Annette Wellsford, founder of Common Sense Marketing and Tradie Marketing Secrets. Annette's on a mission to help honest, hardworking tradies like you to become marketing geniuses. So you end up spending less time on the tools and more time growing a great business. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk to you about something dear to my heart, which is how to find time to work on your business. Look, it's a trait that everyone has in common, particularly business owners. What we do is that we tend to do what we like doing because it's easier and we tend to put off doing the harder things, don't we? (laughs) The harder things are usually associated with working on the business not the actual day-to-day operations. Yeah, sure, customers do come first, I understand that. You do need to contact them, you need, you do need to do their work, you need to order parts, you need to supervise your team, and you need to do all the other many day-to-day things involved with running the business. There's no argument with that. But if you want to do more than just survive, you need to grow and thrive, and that involves working on your business. It involves doing stuff like marketing to keep the inquiries coming in like clockwork. Your website updates, emails out to customers and prospects, your social media updates, newsletters, um, you know, customer referral systems, all this stuff. Are you doing enough? What have the results been? What should you beef up? What should you drop? What else should you be doing? And then the sales. Have you looked at your closing ratio? Do you need to improve the presentation of your quotes or your own sort of sales techniques? Do you need to improve your inquiry follow-up system? Then there's cash flow, of course. Have you been reviewing the results to date and planning the cash you'll need for the next three months, 12 months? Have you got separate accounts where you put money aside for upcoming expenses? Perhaps it's time you looked into some of those innovative cash flow funding services out there which provide advances on invoices owing to you or they provide you with customer instalment plans where you get paid up front so you can sell more high ticket items to customers. The whole range of innovative um, cash flow type services now that are quite different to the banks where they don't require you to hand over your house as security. And then there's growth. If you really do plan on growing your business, how are you going to make more money? Have you planned your growth targets? Do you know how much more you will need to earn each month? Do you know where it's going to come from? Will you introduce new products and services? Will you get more referral business? Will you sell more to existing customers? Will you start going for tenders and contracts and things? Or will you purchase another business? How's how's this growth going to occur? I know finding time to do all these things is really hard. But not doing them or putting them off is the worst thing you can do because it's the fast track to stagnancy or, at worst case scenario, business failure. You know, we all have exactly the same amount of time every day. Yet, some people seem to get a lot more done, don't they? Every one of us is guilty of saying at some point, I don't have the time to, whatever, exercise each day, do the marketing, go to workshops to learn new things, research new systems that could save us time or money, 
do the planning, we all say that we just don't have the time. But we do. So how do you organise yourself and what you do with your time every day is actually the key. Everyone is busy. But what are we busy doing? I was listening to a management session recently delivered by a really, really interesting guy called Tim Dwyer, who's the Global Director of Sherlaws. He's a master business coach, strategist and advisor, and he specialises in helping larger businesses and medium businesses to commercialise intellectual property for scale. He's one of those people that has got a wealth of knowledge and an incredible background, um, and the runs on the board. And I've seen what he has done with I've met him in, um, at a couple of functions um, and business events and I've met some of his clients and what he's helped achieve with them is, is just outstanding. He, on this particular session, he shared his amazing formula for time management for business owners, which I found very illuminating. So I'd like to summarise it here for you. Basically, you need to manage and measure time to begin with so you know what you're doing he suggested it's a bit of a sort of a task to to get going but it's really well worth it so what he suggested is that when you look at your diary and you see appointments and reminders you know to get things done he suggests that for um a couple of weeks that you use your diary whether it be your online version or a handwritten version just to record all your activities your business activities you know that you do during the day just for a couple of weeks and to color code everything to bring awareness to where you are actually spending your time you'll be surprised so his color codes are as follows. There's red. Now, this the red area is anything you do which is supportive to the business. It doesn't make money, but it's needed. So it's like accounting, bookkeeping stuff. It's admin stuff. It's legal stuff, finance stuff, staffing stuff, whatever. You need to do it or someone needs to do it, but it's actually not bringing any money in. So that's your red. Then there's your blue. So your blue is anything that is um, revenue, today's revenue. It's the doing stuff. It's the factory. It's, it's anything that's bringing in money. It's, it's when you're out selling. It's when you're doing the work, um, delivering the service that the people have, you know, your clients have bought um, or the products. You, if you sell products, you, you're actually selling products to them. Um, if it's client servicing where you um, looking after the clients doing follow-ups you know talking to them and it's also the day-to-day marketing not the long-term marketing planning but the day-to-day marketing so blue is all about revenue it's when you're actually doing stuff that's bringing in money and then there's a the black area so this is when you're working on your the future of your business. It's the strategic planning and the activities that will shape your company and build your company growth. It's things like documenting your business plan and your marketing plans. It's things like developing new products and services. It's um, forging partnerships, whether they be, you know, promotional partnerships or referral partnerships with other businesses. It's planning, you know, your next revenue generating 
acquisition, um, whatever. It's working on the business, the big picture. So how much of each of these three things should should you be doing? Well, for a small business, like a sole operator or somebody just, you know, up until about the $400,000, a year mark, he suggests around 20% um, on black, 10% on red, and the remaining 70% on blue. So one day a week on black, half a day a week on red, and the rest of the time on blue. So when you first out starting out in business or when you've been in business for a while this is a kind of sort of you know helpful rule of thumb to work to if you if you're brand new you'll be probably spending a lot more time in the black area developing your products and services and doing the research and getting it all happening Um, but in the long run you really need to look at the blue area that's that's the most productive obviously because it's bringing in the money now The next stage, once you've worked all this out, is to also have an assessment of your earning capacity. So let's assume that you are actually spending 70% in blue. So, you know, as a tradie, um, let's say, for example, that you want to earn an average of $1,000 a day. So the next thing to work out is how many days can you deliver in a year? So what we need to look at is how many weeks and how many days per week. So let's say, for example, you know, you, you, you're going to take four weeks a year off holidays. So you're, you're going to work for 48 weeks and there's five days in the week. Um, so that's $1,000. So that's $240,000 a year. That is what is possible if you spent 100% of your time doing blue activities, the stuff that brings in the in the money. Things like actively doing the day-to-day marketing, going out and doing a lot of quotes, talking to prospects and clients, doing the selling, doing the following up, and most importantly, doing the work, performing the actual work that's bringing in the money. But seriously, no business owner can work 40 hours a week relentless, relentlessly like a machine for 48 weeks straight. And we talked about the fact that you will find that you need to spend some time doing black zone work and red zone work. So a more realistic goal for your capacity is to factor in the color zone calculations. So let's say we, we stick with the 70% of your time should be spent on money generating activities, blue activities, and 30% of the time in red black zone activities. So what you're looking at in reality is 70% of $240,000, right? So that's 168,000. That works out to 700 a day or $87 an hour for an eight hour day. So this is what's realistically possible as your blue zone capacity. With me so far, I hope so, I hope I haven't lost you. So once you've got like your goal of your, you know, what your total capacity is, if you were busy all the time, 70% of it bringing in money, 30% of it working on and in, you know, the red and black zones. The next step is is to analyze what you're really doing, what your actual levels are against the potential capacity. 
So if you went back and looked at your figures over the last year and you saw that you brought in $100,000, in reality, you're only achieving 60% of your blue capacity. This works out at $416 a day or $52 an hour. It's a big difference, isn't there? So it means that you have not reached your full capacity yet. You need to be bringing in more revenue to bring you to maximum capacity that you can physically achieve. So what do you need to do to, to, to up that, you know, fill that capacity and bring in that extra revenue? The obvious thing is to spend more time doing revenue earning blue activities, of course. And this means that you may have to change things up a bit to fill that capacity. Tim advises that in this situation um, to do three things. The first is to um, have a look at your processes and improve your processes. You need a better marketing process to attract more of the right type of prospects. You maybe need a better quoting and follow-up process. You might need better operational processes so you get things done quicker and you, you get more repeat business, for example. You might need better skills. If you're currently securing only 50% of the jobs that you quote on, Maybe sales skills need some work or maybe you need people on your team with specific skills that can help with the sales or help to deliver the work so that you can do more selling. You might need better energy. I know, you know, when things aren't going well, it's a bit of a downer, um, but people are attracted to enthusiasm and energy. So does your marketing inspire people to contact you? Are you you and your team cheerful and helpful all the time? Are they motivated and positive to turn up to do a great job to keep improving the way things are done? Energy is really important. It's, it's contagious. So when you're already busy, how do you find more time to do the things you know you know that you need to do? How do you find the time to work on the business in the important black area for planning your, your growth and your strategies and, and in the blue area for getting more revenue in? Well, here's seven ideas that might help you get a little bit better organized and find that little bit of extra time in each day. And these are ideas that successful, busy business owners use. The first is to introduce forced deadlines. So according to Parkinson's law, work expands to fill the time available for its completion. We all know that, don't we? Remember back when we were at school and we knew that we had an assignment due, you know, next Monday, we would start working on it on Saturday, some Sunday for some people. If it was due Tuesday, you'd start working on it on a Monday. So Basically, when you have a forced deadline, such as, you know, picking up the kids or a phone call, a meeting that you need to attend or a date and time that you've got to get a quote or a tender submitted by, you know it's something that you simply must do. So you do it. Funny that, isn't it? Another way to do this is to give the task to someone on your team or in your life who is already a busy person themselves. Busy people can't afford to not get things done because they simply have too much on their plate already. So they find a way to make it happen and get the task done. The second tip 
is to use non-productive time wisely. Now, what do I mean by that? So what I mean is you need to look for times when your arms and legs might be busy, but your mind is free. You can be using this time to get a whole bunch of stuff done that you would normally not have time to do because you're too busy. Now, this could be like when you're sitting in the car, you know, maybe you're you're out going for a walk or at the gym or something and you're driving and listening to music or news. Well, instead of doing that, why don't you do something more productive, you know, around your business? You could use a pocket app to have your phone read articles to you. It's an amazing little invention. Or you could be listening to a podcast and learning something while you're driving getting inspiration from um, business owners um, and successful businesses. There's a lot of fabulous podcasts around and you're, if you're listening to this one right now, you are being productive. <laughs> or maybe you could take the, that opportunity to call five clients or prospects or business associates and keep working on building your relationship with them. The next tip, number three, is to focus on what you do best. If you do the things that you're good at and skilled at, you'll find that you do them really fast and efficiently, efficiently, don't you? But when you try and do something that isn't your core skill, you'll find that it will usually take a long time to do. So you might want to consider hiring a professional, someone who does this for a living, because the chances are that they will probably do it in one-tenth of the time that you do it in and they'll do a better job of it. Now this could be things like bookkeeping, it could be administrative tasks, it could be phone follow-ups, it could be marketing and it, you know it might cost you a little bit of money to do it but if you think of what your time is worth as a business owner you'll be that much further ahead. So for example if you spend five hours a week, one hour a day, creating blog posts and newsletters and social media posts and, and similar essential marketing activities, which you know you've got to do to keep the inquiries and business coming in, but you're not really good at it. Think what you could be doing with that time if you had someone else to do it. I mean, if you could be out there selling and, and, and you know, delivering your service and earning, you know, money during that time, you could be earning, say, your 125 an hour if that's what you're charging, um, you know, that's an extra two and a half grand a month. We could be at Common Sense Marketing, we could be doing that marketing work for you for oh, anywhere between five to $500 to $800 a month. It depends on how much we do, what the fees are. But you gain an extra 20 hours and $2,000 a month if you use that free time productively to generate income. That's a win-win, isn't it? Number four, hire a virtual assistant. Now, this is something that I'm really passionate about because I know the huge difference it has made to my business. I've got several virtual assistants who do, uh, on our team, who, who do various things. I mean, I could talk about it for hours, but I just want you to get the principle. If you're in business doing it alone or with, with minimal help, then you're just doing it way tough and you're doing you're being inefficient. You can hire someone that works for you from anywhere in the world and if you get the right person, um, you, you know, you spec, it, spec the job up properly, you go to the right place and you get somebody who knows what they're doing. 
you know, it can cost you as little as six, seven dollars an hour. So you can then focus on what you do best and get a lot of the repetitive tasks done for you. And you can build a whole system around it. You, you, the tasks get done, just not by you. Now, this person could be entering new clients into your um, CRM system. So they get your client follow-up emails and newsletters and promotional offers. They could be doing your bookkeeping. They could be doing um, research for you. They could be designing things for you. Any sort of administrative tasks um, that need to be done, pricing, data entry, web updates, things that are just not good use of your time. And then the next tip leads on from that is to pay for expert advice. Basically, I've never met anyone who knows everything there is to know about managing and growing a business effectively. It, that person doesn't exist. They, they're not born like that. And I've never yet met anyone who's disciplined enough to do it all properly and do it relentlessly because we get distracted we we tend to go and do the stuff which which is easier or we think is more important here's where the right mentor or coach will give you the knowledge that you most need to help you move the business forward they'll help you make decisions they'll question what you're thinking they'll give you advice based on their experience Um, they can introduce you to people that will really you know networks they're they're bigger networks which will people that you need to meet and they'll keep you focused on the bigger picture it really is so easy to get embroiled in the day-to-day firefighting and service delivery and not step back and work on your business on the black time the black zone whatever it is that you want to achieve in your business there's someone out there who has already done it or something very similar So rather than go through the process of trial and error, find someone that can help you along the way. It really is worth it. For example, even though I'm a specialist in marketing and have been for more years than I care to admit to, (laughs) there's many areas I don't have um, knowledge in, particularly things like finance and partnerships and scaling for growth. So I joined a nine-month intensive business acceleration program called Key Personal Influence. And in our particular group, there was 35 other business owners. And there's, that was just in Brisbane, but this group's all over Australia. And it's been going for a few years. And I've met quite a few of these couple of thousand business owners. And during that intensive business mentoring program, we got outstanding help in a range of things or areas and ideas, concepts and strategies that I was totally unfamiliar with. And these were delivered by several leading experts in each field. It was amazing. And they kept us accountable. We had to do stuff. And going through this process had a really big impact on my business development and the results that I've achieved since. And I urge you to do the same. We do offer um, marketing, mentoring and coaching um, to many trade businesses around Australia and we've had so many people take their trade business to the next step when it comes to you know to the marketing side of things just by having me um, train and coach them and keep them accountable it's incredible anyway next tip write your to-do list the night before this is a good one 
it's a simple one, but it's really effective because what happens is that we get to the office or we, you know, we, we get up in the morning and we, we check our emails and then, you know, we might have a meeting um, or we might have to go and see a customer. Um, we might have, you know, operational things to do. We might have more meetings after that. And then we realise we're hungry, so we grab some lunch. And then somewhere along the line, we probably stop and grab a drink or a coffee. Before you know it, it's two o'clock and we haven't really got much work done. We've, well, we, we might have done a little bit of work, for, you know, for a couple of customers, but we haven't done any of the the business planning work, the, the black zone work, or it, maybe we haven't done any of the marketing work. Um, or maybe there's other other people that we still have to get to. So what we've done is we know we've got a big long list of things to do, but we allowed ourselves to get a bit distracted. So I suggest that you grab a pen and start writing down a couple of things. At the end of the day, what you do is you get into the habit of writing a to-do list just before you go to bed. It becomes part of your routine. So you have your dinner, you watch a bit of TV or you do some book work, whatever it is that you do. Um, just before you go to bed, you know, you get your jammies on, you brush your teeth and you write your to-do list for the next day. It becomes part of that routine. It's the first thing you look at when you get up in the morning. And that leads me right into tip number seven, do an hour's work before you check your emails. Now, I know not every tradie is in the habit of getting up and checking their emails first thing, but some of you are, and it is a hard habit to break. Because often at times, it's the first thing we look at when we turn on the computer or the phone. Now, we know that we should be doing something else. We should be um, doing some marketing. We should be, you know, preparing that quote. We should be following up customers, whatever. <sighs> but what we do is we look at the emails. So then you get distracted with 20 or 30 things that you need that, you know, pop up perhaps. And sometimes these can take half a day or even, you know, longer. And we go to the bed at the end of the day and think that we've achieved nothing. But let's do it this way. Wake up in the morning and resist the urge to check your emails or your Facebook or whatever it is that distracts you. Instead, go to that list that you wrote the night before. Take the most important thing and do it first. So it's probably also going to be often the one thing you don't want to do because it's a bit difficult. It might be, um, you know, writing up that quote. It might be um, writing up the content that needs to go on your next blog post. It might be... Um, developing, you know, content to go out in the newsletter to your clients. It might be simply reviewing the the figures because you've got a meeting coming up with the accountant. It's, but it's important that it needs to be done. The best thing to do is do it first in the morning when you've woken up and you're fresh, when your mind's not cluttered and tired from all the other things that are going on. What you'll find is that you will get a good chunk of that task completed before you've even started your day. It will happen so much faster and you'll feel so much more motivated because you've accomplished it. It's not weighing in the back of your mind. Then check your emails, of course. 
Oh, and do whatever it is else that you've got to do. But now you've already achieved one major task. Imagine if you did that every day. It would be liberating. And you would be so much more productive and get so much more done. So there you go. I hope you found this assessment of how to spend your time and seven simple ways to give yourself more time to stay productive. I hope you found it useful. And now that I've got you thinking about making time to work on your business, what I'd like to do in upcoming podcasts is focus on each of the important areas that we mentioned in a bit more detail. So things like marketing, sales, cash flow, business growth, systems, all the black area things that you need to be working on to help you plan, develop and scale your business. If you're ready to get started on this, why not download today's guide that we've prepared for you. It's called What You Need to Work On and it's a starting point to help you get organised and start your planning. It contains a summary of the key points covered today and a checklist of things that you could start focusing on now or at least you know for half to one day a week and now it's over to you I'd love to hear from you if you found this useful if you um, got stuck in and decided to implement some of these ideas and let me know how it how if you know if you had any difficulties or if you found it really easy to do and it's had a bit of an impact what you've achieved And of course, if you'd like help with planning and implementing any of the marketing part of the business growth plan, please contact us. That's the area that we specialize in and love helping people with. So in the meantime, stay safe and do what you can to make more time in your day to work on your business and achieve what you really want to achieve. Talk to you soon. Well done for listening to this podcast. You've taken another step towards becoming a marketing genius. Visit tradiesuccess.com.au to grab the transcript of this podcast and other useful marketing goodies and take some sort of marketing action today.